thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data. All right, what's up, y'all? You listen to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data, as always, man. Today, I'm trying something different. As you know, I like to get into the whole data science. I like to get into data and talk about how valuable that is. But I also talk about mindset, that growth mindset. It's a different beast right there. You know what I'm saying? I like to talk about that. And as you know, I brought on my last guest just to talk about mindset, talking about hacking the humans and all that stuff. Uh, But today, I got somebody that's going to tell you a story like no other, man. Somebody that's going to change the game, man. Somebody that takes that growth mindset to another level. And so what I've learned over the years is that everyone learns differently. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, uh, uh, I always send all these posts and stuff, man. I, I got all these posts talking about growth mindset. But what happens is everybody might not learn from me talking about growth mindset. They might learn from somebody else talking about growth mindset. Right. So the same end goal we have, there might be different ways to get to it, you know? So. I'm gonna bring on this next guest, man. His name is Mike Hill. But before I bring him on, I need to show y'all something, man, just to int- introduce this dude. Everything. Let me take it. 
You hear me? <laughs> hey, man, Mike. Man, um, give me hype every time, bro. <laughs> man, man. So if y'all didn't get to see that, man, y'all get y'all gotta check out the replay and stuff, man. But uh man, you know, that was inspirational just right there alone, man. But appreciate it. So so Mike Hill, man, I met this dude back in Boys and Girls Club, man. Peppermill. Peppermill, oh, man. Mill, yeah, yeah. If you're from around Maryland. The Maryland, D.C., uh, Virginia area, you probably know about Peppermill. Shoot, across Philly and stuff. I think we went to Philly one time and smash heads out there, man. Yeah. You know, we played football We played football there, man. And uh, and ever since then, man, we've been cool, man. You know, we lost touch over the years, but we always reconnected somehow and stuff, man. And, uh, you know, it's definitely by the grace of God because, you know, when we connected this 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 time around, probably about, about a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was like, man, I sat here and I, I said, look, I need to get get my son under your program. Man, he'll tell you a little bit about a little bit about his program. But when I first said, all right, I need to get my son into the program, I was like, all right, bet. You know, I'm I'm going to talk to him and stuff, get you in the program and everything. But when he explained to me how that program worked, I was like, all right, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. He's not gonna wait till he's about 12, 13 years old. You know, because uh, it's real, man. It's real. You know, it's a different level that. Uh, that <laughs> you got people out here talking about they hate Peppermill, man. This dude Charles, man. <laughs> hey, <you> know, Charles. <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah, yeah. So, so this dude, man, you know, had is very inspirational, man. You know, and I think together we're gonna do some great things together. You know, we got some great ideas and stuff, some great brainstorming ideas that we put together after that, after that conversation. But one thing I did realize, I was like, I gotta get him on this podcast to tell his story, man, because. I'm talking a lot about mindset hacks and this is a different level. You got your, your good, you got your great, you know what I'm saying? You got your phenomenal, but you know, I never heard of this, you know, matter of fact, when he told me about the way that he does things, he actually, you know, made me change my mindset, you know, from, from that growth mindset, you know, to more of this dog culture mindset, because I, I think, I think it's, 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 it's something about that, the, the way that he, he talks about it and tells his story, you know, it's something that uh, that's very inspirational. So, you know, without uh, without further ado, man, I just want to introduce y'all to Mike Mike Hill, man. This dude is a phenomenal brother, man. You know, okay. tell him about yourself, Mike. What's up? What's up? Um, well, like Bob said, man, we we met each other at Pepper Mill. Best shout to Charles, the best little league team in the world. <laughs> we ran the Beltway League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I played football growing up in, in the high school, Roosevelt, Duquesne, and I played a little professional as well. And then uh, going into um, my second year in arena football, uh, that's when things started to shift a little bit. And, you know, growing up, seven years old, you first start playing football. You're like, I want to go to the NFL. Like, that was my dream, right? So I graduate from Duquesne, and I get my opportunity. And I'm with the Skins, and I ended up getting let go. And I'm playing arena, and I'm going to connect the dots. I'm playing arena. I do really well my first year. And then the scouts start coming out. Um, I drop the weight that they want me to drop. Mm -hmm. And going into my second year, I'm like, okay, this is it. They starting to show up. They calling. And then, like, a couple games into the season – my body started acting really weird. Um, I was at practice, and as soon as I put my – for all my football players, as soon as I put my 
shoulder pads and my helmet on, my body would start itching like mm. crazy. And I didn't understand. I was like, yo, maybe it's my dreads. I didn't know what to think. So I couldn't even be comfortable at practice because I was in so much discomfort with the itching and the sweating. Um, so after the itching, like I would go home and I'd be super tired. Mm-hmm. Driving home tired. And I'm like, well, maybe it's because practice was at 12 o'clock at night. I'm like, maybe it's that. And then I started being tired all day, every day, falling asleep behind the wheel. Like I'd be driving, come off the beltway, hit the curve, go to sleep, wake up. Mm-hmm. Like, thank God, you know, I got it. Roll the windows down, fall back asleep. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So eventually I felt like I didn't really, I wasn't having fun anymore. Right, right. And I'm like, okay, I can't. I can't really play this game if I don't love it. And I thought maybe I fell out of love with football. And so midway through the season, I retired, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. I cried. I, was, I don't know what's going on. And I just cried. And But I kept lifting weights for some reason. I just kept lifting weights. And I'm lifting. And uh, I think I was military pressing 225. And I mm-hmm. had a pop in my neck. And I thought I strained a muscle. And this is August. And I just iced it and, and never, never looked back. Right. Yeah. So going into it was December 31st, 2010. Side note, I, I was born with asthma. Right. The umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck when I was a child, like when I first came out. And the doctor said if he makes it, he'll be brain dead. So I always like to say that I, I, I was born fighting like I had to fight for my first breath. So. During these little stints where I was sick, I would have to go to the hospital and get on this uh, breathing machine. Mm-hmm. So that night, I couldn't breathe. And I said, let me go to this hospital. Because I, I, I kind of stopped using my inhaler altogether when I got to high school. So I thought I defeated it. And then, like, just this night, I couldn't breathe. So my mom was like, let's go. So I went. So I get on my breathing machine, right? And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm good. And then before I leave, before I leave, and I'm going to backtrack a little bit, I went to hospital. Mm-hmm like trying to figure out why I was itching for like a whole year and nobody could tell me anything. They just kept telling me to change my soap and change my detergent. So you thought it was just some type of, just something like a, a reaction to something that was going on. They thought yeah. they, they, they took skin samples and they was like, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes it can be, I, I had to use draft. Like I had to use all type of weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't work. And so before I left, I said, can you check out, you know, my neck? I was lifting weights and I think I, I pulled a muscle, but it hasn't went away. So she went to feeling around. Her eyes got really big. And then she was like, um, I'll be right back. So she left. She came back and she said, we got to take a biopsy. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't know what it was. So I was like, okay, right. that's cool. Um, so we go back and they put me, I was tripping because I was, they had like a sheet over my face. I was like, no, you got to put me to sleep. I stopped yeah. and so they took the biopsy and then they admitted me into the hospital. And I'm like, yo, all because I strained my neck. So mm-hmm. I'm in the hospital. Hey, what was going on? Nothing. I, I didn't know. And um, I'm in the hospital room with my mom. A team of doctors walk in and they like, it's like five or six of them. They, they look nervous, but the lead doctor, they, they was cool. And uh, she just got right to it. And she said, um, your results came back from the biopsy and you've been diagnosed with stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm-hmm. Still don't know what it is. I'm like, right. okay, that's cool. So what do, I, what do I have to do? Like, do I need to go to the pharmacy to get some type of medicine? And 
It's like, now I don't think you hear me. Um, you have to take chemotherapy. Mm. So at the time, it kind of hit me, and I said, well, chemotherapy is associated with cancer. Right, right. And they said, yes, so what you have is a form of cancer, and you have it in the last stage, so we have to act fast. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if you want me to keep going or if you want to chime no, in. No, you, man. Yeah. And so when that happened, I kind of I kind of didn't really know what to think or expect. And I kind of didn't really accept it yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the hospital and I my mom, you know, that's that's my dog, and she's trying to hold it together. She leaves. I know what she went to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm just kind of sitting there in shock. And I'm like, cancer. Yeah. Now, mind you, football player, personal trainer, right. chicken, chicken and broccoli every day, like water. <laughs> like, how did this happen to me? Mm -hmm. And they like, we don't know. It right. just kind of happens in young people. Um, so I'm, I'm a, it's a long story, so I'm going to speak yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. And, and so I get, you know, maybe like a week when I get home, I kind of like, I'm okay with it. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll beat this. I, I can do it. Because growing up, I was always like the slowest, the smallest. Everybody told me like I wouldn't make the high school team. So I, I was always proving everybody wrong. So right. going my high school senior year, it was supposed to be my time to shine. My coach brought in a running back. And I was like, yo, I got to go to the league. So right. I had to get a trainer. And so ever since then, I've just been grinding. And that's all I know. So I look at cancer. I'm like, all right, cool. I can get you too. So mm -hmm. I get into it. I said, all right, we're going we're gonna to do chemo. Let's do it. So I started doing the chemo, right? Right. And then the symptoms are going away. So I couldn't even go out in the sun without being uncomfortable. Like I literally would go out in the sun, start itching, go back in the house. So I mm -hmm. take chemo. And the symptoms are going away. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm like, all right, maybe I can start playing football again. And mm -hmm. then uh, that's what, that was all. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like <laughs> And then, like, probably six or seven treatments in, I'm feeling good. I haven't lost my hair, but the symptoms are gone. I'm like, yo, this is good. But then I started getting hospitalized. Mm -hmm. and, and it would be fluid built up in my lungs. So they would drain, like, one and a half to two liters of fluid like every so every two weeks mm -hmm. it wouldn't let me out the hospital so i started getting like irritated i'm mm -hmm. like yo i'm already taking chemo i don't want to be in the hospital every day right. so i've been in the hospital for five six days and they let me go fast forward someone said has you have you ever thought of taking the holistic route and i, mm -hmm. I don't know what that is and yeah I, yeah and that's crazy because because you don't see too many people offering that as like the doctors and stuff. So that's dope that they actually offer like more of a holistic right. approach. Man. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. So, I like that. Talk about, talk about that holistic. What, what did she say though? Oh, what did so, he say? So, so I met a guy who was a holistic doctor. He was, uh -huh. he was like, man, all my patients, they heal, you know, I, put them through this little whatever, and then they're good to go. And so I think we we paid the guy like $5,000. Mm -hmm. And I had to take like these these rocks that take like these, I think they were called bitters. I had to mm -hmm. take bitters every day. I had to jump on the trampoline for like 15 minutes a day to get my lymph nodes moving. 
Um, no meat diet, quinoa, noodles, rice, beans, and granola like, for, for like six months. So, so what I did, like when he told me, I was like, all right, cool. I got the chemo going. It's actually hurting my cells. I keep getting fluid in my lungs. So let me stop. You know, let me let me figure it out on my own from here. Right, right. So I go back and I tell my doctor, I said, um, I'm not taking chemo. Mm -hmm. And she says, uh, if you don't take this medicine, you'll die. First time they told me I was going to die. Right. And, I, and I'm like, yo, I like I took it as a challenge. Like, don't tell me I'm going to die, dog. Right. So I'm like, I right, bet I'm, I'm really not taking it now. So I leave and I get on this holistic thing and I'm doing it. And it's like, I feel the reason I feel like I'm getting better is because like without eating the meat and I'm working out, my body was looking better than it's ever. Like it just, it looked good. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. right, cool, it's working. And, um, probably like four months in, uh, my symptoms, like it was playing tricks, but I was like, uh, is, is, am I itching? And yeah. then I'm like, no, I'm not itching. And then I wake up and I'm sweating in the night sweats. And these mm -hmm. night sweats is like my, my whole shirt would be soaking wet. And I would have to change my shirt like three or four times a night. So I'm getting back to that. And now I got the night sweats. I'm itching and I'm falling asleep again. And so I start, I call my doctor. <laughs> I call my doctor. Uh -huh. Leave a voicemail. Hey, doc, the symptoms are back. Uh-huh. No response. I text him. I email him. Dot the symptoms. Nothing. What should I do? No response. Mine. Till this day. No response, bro. Mine. Like. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, cause you kind of like when you got. I'm 24 years old at the time. Yeah. I'm not really. I'm not really who I think I am. Like I'm still trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm kind of relying on this guy. Yeah. And he just like wrote, like he just stopped answering. Like mm -hmm. never called me back. Like no, no communication whatsoever. And then I got to take that walk of shame back into the hospital. And I come back and they looking at me like I told you, said, yeah, hey, whatever. So I said, all right. Um, I'm gonna start taking the chemo again. This go round, as I take the chemo, my body rejects the chemo. And then now we get into about two, three years of chemo with no response. So mm -hmm. it's not getting worse, but it's not getting better. Right. And fast forward again. So now we get to like year two, and then like I've probably taken over like 30, 30, 40 treatments by then. Um, hair gone, just, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was, it was tough, man. And then, so my father, they was like, we're going to try bone marrow, uh, transplant. So my pop, mm -hmm. my match, right? So my pop, my match, they hit me with a high doses of chemotherapy mm -hmm. and they say, this is going to knock out, you know, what it should knock out and the bone marrow come in and then, you know, the immune system will start working, you know, and, and rebuilding itself. And so when I took the chemo, my dot, I did my PET scan and the doctor said, this is bad because it didn't work. And I'm like, okay, well, you're a doctor. What's next? What's next? Yeah. And she tells me, and I, I like that you played that video because it says maybe you should take a cruise. Uh -huh. And she tells me, 
Oh, she asked me, have you ever been on a cruise? And I'm like, what you getting at? And she says, uh, maybe you should take a cruise and enjoy some sights because you don't have much time. Man. Crazy, right? And I'm like, okay. And then she asked me, what am I going to do? So at the time, I said, I'm going to be all right and I'm going to pray. Because that's all I knew. Like when it comes down to it at the end, it's like the real you shows up. Right, I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to pray. Never too far from them. Right. Yeah. And then um, I leave. And I don't tell my parents because I was going to the doctor by myself. And I don't tell them. And then they kind of like come in the room, how'd it go? Mm. I don't even know if I ever talked about this one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. It was like, it was like how'd it go? Uh-huh. And I was like, she said, there's nothing else they can do for me. Mm-hmm. Mom started crying, pops, pops started crying. It's, yeah, pop. yeah. You don't never see pops crying. Never see pops yeah. crying. So yeah. then I'm like, I'm like, dang, everybody crying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, started crying. And then, um, but I, I didn't give up because I said, I, I dog, I grinded so hard. And all I can do is relate everything back to football because that's what I knew at the time. Exactly. I'm thinking like, yo, I've come so far from being a guy who said, who everybody said wasn't good enough. I've come so far through my grind. So I said, I beat this joint on my own. So I was like, I'm going to just work out. Because I was already, so I was already taking chemo and going right to the gym. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, yo, you can't, you can't go to the gym because you get you can get sick your immune system is down and then you can die i was like well you already told me i was gonna die so i'm gonna go anyway so i had to beat it the way i thought i could beat it so that once they right. said once they said it's nothing we can do i said all right let's go just me and you so i said i do it on my own so i go to the gym i'm running i'm lifting and i'm lifting like probably three four hundred and i'm i'm just putting it putting the weights on because i said i gotta build my body up strong enough to be able to beat this thing because right. now at stage four, they telling me there's nothing else they can do for me. So I'm going to trust God and I'm going to work out. And then <laughs> the symptoms. <laughs> so after not receiving chemo for like two, three weeks, the symptoms was like, what's up? So yeah. they came back stronger than they ever come back. So now every night I'm crying because I like, I'm so uncomfortable that I can't really, I don't mentally I'm going crazy because my hands would itch and mm-hmm. I don't know See it, but I, I like rubbed all the, the pigment off my knuckles, right? Mm-hmm. My mom had these metal chairs, and I would like rub my fingers in between the chairs on the chairs, and I would rub my feet on these metal chairs, and it felt good, but the itching wouldn't go away. So eventually, I'm itching my fingers, my hands are bleeding, I'm sweating, then I start crying because it's like, yo, I'm I'm good. Yeah. I don't everything know. hit you at once. Everything hit you at once, Bruh, So. The symptoms come back crazy, and I'm like, I gotta, I got, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I start like, I, I get upset with God. I'm like, yo, and, and I'm, I'm gonna break it down real quick. I was, I was in a place when I grew up, like thinking I had to do everything right in order to get blessed. Yeah. So my mind I was like, dog, I did everything right. You following the path. You, you follow everything that you think. You, you know, everybody tell you and stuff growing up, man. This uh-huh. is the right. 
this is right from wrong. This is the right yeah. thing. wrong thing to do. Yeah. And I say other people they doing whatever they getting blood. I said, dog, I did everything right. At least I thought I did. And then like, why? I'm like, why? Why am I going through this, dog? So I start. I, I just get mad at God. I'm like, whatever. I was like, yo. I would have these conversations at night. I'd be walking my dog. Like, yo, you want me that bad? And somebody mm-hmm. told me they probably think I was crazy. But like, I would be yelling because I just was so confused, bro. I didn't understand why it was happening to me. Fast forward. So then my pops, you know, I'm going through what I'm going through. I think I get back from the gym and he's like, um, hey, we reached out to NIH um, clinical trials. They said, if they accept your case, then you can start like treatment with them. I'm like, if they, they just told me I was going to die. Like, how can you not accept that? Right. So, you know, they accept it and I go in um, and I start the NIH trials. So this is a uh, 2012 now. And um, like, that's not working. Yeah. Now, it's more potent because I don't know what they were putting in that chemo, but I would like I would lose hair immediately at NIH. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to walk around with my port and chemo in a fanny pack. So I would get the chemo, yeah. pumping my body for about three or four days. Mm-hmm. And then I would have to go back within the hour time frame, get it, uh, get a new bag and then leave again. So every time I did that, I was like, I'm going to the gym. And someday, uh-huh. Some days I wouldn't be able to because it hurts so bad. But the very next day, I got to go because yeah. I got the poison in me. I just need to sweat it out. I need to lift. I, I can't change my routine because if I change my routine, doc, doctor said, you're going to lose weight. I said, no, I'm not. You're going to mm-hmm. be tired. No, I'm not. You're going to lose your taste buds. No, I started everything they told me that was going to happen. I had to prove to myself that that, that wasn't my reality. Right, because when they when they tell you something, you most of the time people automatically like, all right, that's what it is. Yeah, because they they, got the, they they have the experience, they've seen it time after time. So I'm like, I don't care what your facts are, they won't become my truth. Because if I was willing to dog or be cancer by myself, dog cancer, that's what I say now. Yeah, yeah. If I was by myself, then that that means I had to think on a different level. Like if I knew chemo, they say chemo was what healed people, and I'm gonna do it do it on my own. Then my mental had to be totally different from what they was trying to get me to think. So mm-hmm. when I went in there, I just I got bigger, and I come back for a checkup or my next chemo. They like you like five pounds bigger, and I be like I'm a beast, and I be looking at them. They think I'm crazy. Like, I don't know how you doing this. I said I'm a beast, man. I'm telling yeah. you, I would go back and forth. And eventually, they ran out of options. <laughs> so, like, nothing was working. They was like, hey, we got this. We do have a stem cell transplant, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, this stem cell transplant, what we'll do, we'll take your stem cell, we'll run them through a machine, we'll clean them, um, and then we'll hit you with the highest doses of chemotherapy ever. So we'll take out your entire immune system, put your stem cells back in, and your stem cells will recreate your immune system. But here's the catch. It's a 50-50 chance. Mm-hmm. You can't, like your immune, your stem cells can recreate it or they can't. Mm. So they're like, what you want to do? I was like, dog, I'm a beast. Like it like there is no 50-50 chance. The yeah. chance is what I believe, like whatever I believe, I'm gonna get. So regardless, and this is why I always talk about the process, bro. Like, you don't know what's happened, like why you're going through what you're going through, but you have to complete the process. Yeah. And 
I knew in the end I was going to be cancer free. Mm-hmm. So whatever had to happen in between just had to happen. So like, dog, don't give me a 50. Like, I know I'm going to be all right. Let's do it. So we do it. Um, July 5th, 2013. And let me tell you, the stem cell transplant, worst, yo, the worst pain I've ever felt throughout that whole process because my immune system was gone. Mm-hmm. I was quarantined for about a month. And my G-Track system, I'm going to just tell the truth, that, like, digest your food, it was gone, too. But mm-hmm. I had to eat. And I'm like, yo, when I went to the bathroom, it it, it was painful. Well, pretty. Yeah. I'm crying. Like, I'm crying. My nurses, like, I, allergic reactions. I got to jump in the shower. It was, yo, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, little quick story. I was running around the uh, NIH facility with the with my little carrier and my, and my, uh, my hookup. Like my sailing, I was just running laps, and everybody was like cheering me on. Like, oh, he's so strong! And then after yeah. after the stem cell transplant, I couldn't get out of bed. And they was like, "Yo, you gotta get up. You gotta move. Your legs gonna clot." And I was like, "Is it like I I literally couldn't move? It was that tough." Um, and eventually, though, so I always talk about that dog. Eventually, it was like, "Yo, get up!" And like, and Yo. then I. I, I, I was talking to myself. The dog was talking. I don't know who was talking, but I just eventually it was like, yo, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. Like, finish, finish the game. Finish the run type thing. You know what I'm saying? So I would, you know, day by day, I'd get up. I'd do a little more. Um, and, man, July 5th is when they gave me my stem cells. And that's like my new birthday, they told me. And then a month later, I got to go home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, not hey, talk about good. No, hey, and man, man. so I got married on July 20th, 2018. Uh huh. July 19th, 2018, they told me I was cancer free, but they had to tell me. I knew, but right. it was cool to hear, you know what I'm saying, right before the marriage. Hey, yo, that, yeah. that might be one of the most powerful stories I ever heard. Uh, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And and especially somebody that's 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 as close to me. I didn't know, you know what I'm saying, that that I've never, you know, been that close to somebody that 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 has gone through that and and been able to 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 go through the struggle, you know what I'm saying, that you went through and come out, you know what I'm saying, that mentality that you had and stuff like that, man. It's different. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so you know, you I know you talk about the dog, man. Thanks for sharing the story, man, because that joint was was amazing. I'm sure everybody listen, man. We do a replay, man. You know, like that story needs to be shared because a lot of people know that they go through things in their life. It don't matter. I mean, one of the things you put in the video that we talked about earlier, it don't matter, you know what I'm saying, health. You know what I'm saying? It could be cancer, it could be whatever it is, but it's a certain mentality that you have. Mm-hmm. It's called that dog mentality. And so, you know, when 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 you look up like the dog mentality and stuff. People, some people talk about it and stuff. I, I try to look it up a little bit, do a little research and stuff, you know, because because I know that we talk about growth mindset. I've talked about fixed mindset, and I talk those things, you know. But that dog mentality, they talk about situational awareness mm. and talk about it as highest level, and it never goes away because you are never satisfied. Yeah, you know what I'm like mm. you know that nothing will will get in your way. Nothing will stop you. And you're never satisfied. You know what I'm saying? You are never full, right? You are always hungry. 
And that's exactly what I see in you. It's like, uh, you know what I'm saying? You've had that that mentality. You know what I'm saying? You might have developed it along the way, but it's a different mindset, right? Some people quit, right? I mean, we probably can look at the data, right? You know, like, like I remember doing some research a little bit before, man, 90, like about 90% of the people out there don't have that mentality, that dog mentality. They end up quitting, you know what I'm saying, before anything. Yeah. You know what I'm and so you was that that 10% that decided to say, man, F it, man, I'm out. I'm I'm right. I'm not I'm not quitting. You know what I'm saying? Everything you got, bring it. I don't care about the pain. I don't care about the struggle. I don't care what it is. It is what it is, you know. So, you know, talk about that dog culture, man. You know, that that brand that you got. So now you you're bringing a brand called the dog culture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The dog, that dog, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's spelled D-A-W-G. Yeah. Dog, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people, you know, they they try to say synonymous with dog, you know, it's a, it's a bad thing. But but the but it's a different mindset, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so tell me what that means to you, like why you develop that that culture, man, and, and and why you called it that. Right. Um. So I remember, and 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 when I came out, like a year later, I got a job working a little government job, right? Mm-hmm. And I I was just excited to pay bills like it was the craziest thing like i was just excited bro like yo i got you know what I'm saying? like i got i got a phone bill I, I, had, I almost wasn't here to have a phone bill like i just was excited like, i don't care how many bills i got i could pay them you know what right. I'm saying? Even if i can't i got them so i'm going you know i'm going to work you know what i'm saying i'm like okay got a little check paying these bills we had thanksgiving everybody was around the table what you thankful for i was like thankful for these bills man I'm yeah saying, yeah exactly it's the little things like when you dog i felt like i i looked the reaper in his eyes man because like when i was looking in the mirror pale face big cheeks no eyebrows no facial hair like i ain't see myself i i literally saw death and i was like nah you know what i'm saying like it was scary but that's the thing I know I'm all over the place, but nah, man, talk. through the fear, that's what we have to understand, dog. You have to go forward, even though the fear is present, because, and I can only say from what I know, the blessing is on the other side of the fear. Every time a situation came, and cancer being the biggest one, I was terrified, dog. I ain't gonna hold you. I was terrified, mm-hmm. but I refused to let the fear or the terror stop me from moving forward. And that's when my faith came and I was like, look, dog, I know what they say, but I know who I serve. So through right. this fear, I'm going to walk in faith. And that's mm-hmm. the, and the, and another problem. I'm still all over the place. Ah, oh, man, talk, man. When you go through pain, right? And this is why people quit. <laughs> you go through pain and then you kind of reach your breaking point. You like, this hurts. Whatever you might be going through, emotional, spirit, whatever, this hurts. The mind can't fathom staying in that space and it hurting even more. Mm. That's the part where we got to learn how to press through because once we get in the pain, like once we get, like we embrace the pain, you stand in the fire, you will get stronger. Mm. A lot of people aren't willing to get past their pain threshold and see what it feels like. It's gonna hurt even more, but it's gonna build character resilience. It's gonna build, like, you're gonna be so strong mentally once you come out of it, because if you don't quit, you can't lose anyway. So once you come out of it, you're gonna be so much of a better person 
that's bad English. You'll be like you'll be so much stronger that whatever comes your way from that point forward, you'll know how to deal with it. But when you start quitting, when times get hard, you will develop the habit of being a quitter. Like that's just what a habit. If you never try to finish, and that's why I always talk about finishing. So you like you develop the habit of finishing. No matter what you do, you're going to finish. And then on the other side of the finish is the result. But dog right. culture, desire, attitude, will, grind. In football, hey. the, the, <laughs> the top players are called the dogs, right? And I was labeled a dog when I played. So when I was going through it, I'm like, I just kept telling myself I'm a dog. So afterwards, I was like, how did, like, what did I do? Like, I tapped into that mindset, the dog mindset. So I said, okay, I don't know how I put the pieces together because at first it was like dog movement, but culture is a lifestyle. You feel me? So Mm -hmm. if I have this mindset every day of my life, then I attack every situation with kill or be killed mindset. Mm. It's funny I say that because I actually was in a situation where it was kill or be killed. So either I kill this situation and live or I let cancer kill me. So now Mm -hmm. it's like, anything I face is kill or be killed. And you have to get that like extreme when you want more than the, the status quo. You know what I'm saying? Like when you want more than average, you have to think more than average. So it's like kill or be killed. Everything I deal with, everything that comes my way, even in my marriage, like it ain't like, Kill or be killed, but it's like yeah, huh. get it done or you won't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like make her the happiest girl in the world or don't. So right. it's always there's no gray area in between, man. It's like you either gonna get it done or you're not gonna get it done. Exactly. You know you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna win or you're gonna lose, right? You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, like, nobody wants the second the second place trophy. Like that's not cool. <laughs> so right. I and when I thought about it, my desire to live had to be bigger than the facts that kept being thrown at me. You're going to die. At this stage, there's nothing else we can do. It's getting worse. Um, you should go on a cruise. Like, my desire to live, and you think about it, like, you hear all these negative thoughts from professionals, mm-hmm. and then you hear your family members, your family members start giving up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I visit them. It ain't looking good. Right, right. So, through the negativity, your desire for what you want, my desire to live had to be bigger than the noise, dog. And the attitude, right? Keep a positive attitude. As hard as it is, you have to see the glass half full. Like perspective is key in everything. Like how can I take what's happening to me and make it work for my good? Like how can I make this benefit me? How can I grow from this situation? Mm -hmm. Will, like I said, like when I was in the hospital, I couldn't get out of the bed. Like I was working out at first. Everybody was like, oh, he's, he works out. He's running. And then afterwards, like I had to literally will myself out the bed. I had to will myself to keep going when my body, and I always talk about the body is flesh. It's, it's weak. The body right. is weak. No matter how much you build it up, eventually it'll break on you. But if your mindset is strong enough, your mind can force the body to do things that it didn't know it to do. Or you can, it can force you to accomplish things in life that you didn't know you could accomplish because you're not listening to how you feel. Right. You feel me? Like you're, 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 you're focusing on the power here. Like this is the strongest muscle. So I had to will myself 
out the hospital bed. I had to will myself to get up to eat, even though I was going through what I was going through in the bathroom. I had to will myself to do it because it hurt. But I was like, whatever, whatever, whatever it takes. And then the grind. I don't know. Like, so with the, with the Bible, right? I can talk about the Bible. Yeah, go ahead, man. Talk about whatever. I don't know. Yeah, some people might be. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. Do your thing, man. This is with the Bible. When I was going through it, bro, and this is like the worst. I I hated hearing this story. They kept telling me the woman with the issue of blood. She waited ten years, and I'm like, dog, I'm not doing this for ten. I was in like month four, and I'm like, I'm not doing this for ten. I can't do this for ten years. Mm -hmm. And eventually. When I stopped thinking about the time and I started focusing, I didn't necessarily focus on the process, but I was like embracing the fight. So the grind was like, it don't matter how long it takes. I'm not giving up because at first it was uh, 12 chemos and you'll be straight. And then it was holistic doctor and you'll be straight. And then it was bone marrow and all this other good stuff. So I realized you can't put a timeline on it, dog. Not only. My success is like I lived. I'm here. I'm doing what I do. So I couldn't put a timeline on how long I had to go through what I went through. I was like, yo, once I once I forgot about the timeline, it was like however long it takes. And that's the grind. No matter what you're going through, what you hear, how you feel, however long it takes to get there, that's how long I got to do it. And that's why mm-hmm. I always ask kids, how many you got left? Yeah. They be like 10, 5, 100. I'm like, no, however many it takes. Yeah. Like, dog, if you want what you want out of life, you can't put a timeline on it and you can't look at the next man and see, oh, he got it in two years or he got like, nah, dog, it's your process. So the grind is you put your head down and you go to work until it happens. Ultimately, what you believe, you create with your life. What you speak, you create with your life. So you grind, you speak, you believe, and it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because, and I'm glad you brought that up, like the whole acronym thing. You broke down dog. You know what I'm saying? The whole time I'm thinking, when I hear dog, I'm like, yo, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) thinking that you the way you broke it down and stuff, man, you know, and what that means to you. So that was definitely dope, man, you know, for sure. And you see he rocking the dog shirt right now, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it's definitely something that he believes in, you know, for Uh sure, man. So is that is that dog mentality something that you feel like you can develop over time? You feel like you can you're born with it, man. I mean, what do you what do you think about that, man? You know, because I read a I've read an article, man, like a, a while ago, just talking about how we're born with a growth mindset. We're not born with a growth mindset, mm-hmm. but we catch it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like we can catch it. So along the way, along the process, it's something that we experience, right? It's about that exposure and stuff. Something that we experience that says, hey, you know, we are like, I'm I'm either gonna be a dog, I'm either gonna I'm either gonna sink or swim. Right. You know, I'm either gonna be a dog or I'm be or I'm gonna be somebody that's not a dog. You know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, whatever you would call the opposite of it, you know what I'm saying? So right. you know, what's your thoughts on it? Is that something that you think that you can that you can be born with? Honestly, bro, I I think I think it doesn't matter. I think yeah. if you want it, you can get it because I believe it's in everyone. It's mm-hmm. just like what I talked about, the fire part. Like it's just believing that you have no limitations. So once you get once you get to a space where 
and this is why I train how I train because I, I try to I try to teach these youngins like you are not the person you think you are. Like you have so much more within, and my job is to pull it out. So what I do, I push them to their breaking point. I can't go no more. I'm yeah. done. I'm throwing up. It's over. And then I challenge you. Like I challenge the dog because I know it's in every single person. Because when it comes, here's a prime example: your loved ones, right? Mm-hmm. It can be, I don't know, for sake of examples, a bully. Yeah. I don't know. You're not a fighter, but you right. got a little sister. Are you really gonna let the bully beat up your little? Like it doesn't. Like it's in everyone to protect the loved ones. Right. The the mom who lifts the car off of her child. Mm, yeah. Mom. No disrespect to women or nothing, but she's not lifting weights. A right. lot of men can't um, a lot of men who lift weights can't lift cars. Right. So, right. This mother, her child, her why, that's yeah. and that's it's the connection. Like you have to understand what's your why. Yeah. Wife will pull out the dog. So the mom who child gets stuck under a car, drops down, her why is so big that she finds the dog and picks up the car so her child can live. Are you kidding me? So you tell me everybody ain't got that in them? You have to find (laughs) why. Once you find your why, you can find the dog. Like Mm -hmm. that's simple and plain. And then the why is so big that it takes everything in you. To, to get whatever you came for for the why. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever your why is, why you do what you do, it's so big that it's going to take the dog mm. you know, to accomplish whatever that why is, to, to, to make that why a reality. It takes more than you can actually imagine. Like, it takes the dog. And that's mm. why I think everybody has it. It's just, are we are we searching for our purpose and, and do we know what our why is? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and I mean that's something that uh you know uh, we both follow that Eric Thomas podcast, right? You know, yeah. the success is bad as you want to breathe, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, we both we joined the whole Facebook group and everything like that, you know, but you know, he talks about that why, man. You know, everybody has a certain why, like you said, you know what I'm saying? And I always thought it was I started uh, when I was growing up, I was thinking about exposure. You know, the more I'm exposed to things, the 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 more of a a growth mindset I can get and stuff. Right. But really, you know, I felt like I didn't start developing that growth mindset until I found that why. You know what I'm saying? Like that that the reason why I need to be here and be able to have that strength to continue. Yep. You know what I'm saying it's either family. You know what I'm saying? It might be shoot. It might be you. You might feel like you have more on this earth to 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 deliver. Yeah. To the world. You know what I'm saying? Is it might be somebody, something. You know what I'm saying? But everybody, like you said, they gotta find that why, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you, go ahead. No, I said 100. percent Yeah, man. So so we played football together, man. But you you continued on. You played with with Duquesne. Man. I played with Bowie State. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm and I just continue that right now. By the time like you took it further for sure, man. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I don't know, man. I feel like I was uh, nicer than you though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> nah, just talking trash, man. You know. Uh, but yeah, man, we grew up together, man. You know, with, with, yeah. with Antoine Bill, man, all them people, man, and That's stuff. Man, you know. Uh-huh. And so, 
for you know our generation, man. I felt like we had the real thorough football. We was the last of the thorough football generation breed because I feel yeah. like yeah. I don't know what happened after us, man. You know, <laughs> great. But yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I, uh, but but being sports in general, we talk about how much that develops people's character mm-hmm. you know, a lot. And and I'm I'm a football coach with my son. You know what I'm saying? And I and I've been through coaching different teams and stuff, different sports and stuff, basketball, football, you know. Um, but but I look at uh, football, like I think you were talking about before, you know, that 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 does build character, that does build something in you. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you feel like, do you feel that, that playing sports has actually built that dog mentality? Can you get that dog mentality from playing sports in general? You know what I'm saying? Or do you, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Man? 100% because... I, I I don't know the the technical terms, but the competitive nature, like it does, like it's just a, it's like a an animal instinct to like survive, if you will. And this is just football because yeah. Nutcracker, right? All yeah. you boys watching, yeah, yeah, yeah. You roll over for the first time, you get up, pow, you get knocked out, and you're like, yo, what is this? Yeah. So you gotta find something that you didn't even know you had as a kid. Right. Yeah, I, I, I fell, I scraped my elbow before, and now I can't cry because it's a tough sport. You know what I'm saying? So right. now you gotta go through like you learn how to deal with pain in football. Mm-hmm. Like you you get you bleed, you you cool with bleeding. Like, yeah, we get in a team fight, like you start to get tough at an early age. So that like that's building the toughness. And then I just believe the grind, dog, the grind creates the mindset because it's like I can't lose. Um, we always taught, at least I was, like when obstacles come, you can't go around them, you run through it. You know what I'm saying? Like a dude coming to tackle you. When we were young, it wasn't no juke. It's like you run through them, and that's the nutcracker. Yeah. Turn around, boom! Who the biggest man, right? So, in football, like you, you, you learn to be tough at a young age, and then when you want more out of it, you start putting in the work by yourself. You start putting in the work with your team. Then you start learning camaraderie, team, teamwork, uh, discipline, character, and then eventually, if you want it bad enough. It's like those isolated grinds that you have by yourself when nobody else is around. And when you talk right. to yourself and you start to like talk back to yourself, like, I, right. bruh, even to the, you're yourself up and stuff. Exactly. Like, yeah. I'll be having like different conversations. Like, yo, you saw, like, I'm, I'm yeah. Like, you yeah. Saw. And yeah. that actually gets me through whatever I'm going through, whatever workout I'm going through, whatever weight I got to push. Like, I talk to myself and it takes like those crazy conversations to like really pull like it. Ha- you have to sometimes motivate yourself to dig deeper. Right. Believe football, and it could happen in other sports, but we have the most violent sport. So your mindset can't be, "I'm afraid to get hit." It has to be, "Yo, I'll run through a wall if I have to," like and get back up and do it again. So, and that's barbaric, but like it could. Hey, it creates the kill or be killed mindset. I play yeah. safety, right? At safety, it's like, oh, I'm 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 unblocked. I get to run the alley. Boom, like lights out boom. I want helmets to fly. I want ooze and I, I need all that. So right. when you have that mindset, it's easy, it's easy to like figure out or find the dog because it's like you have to like you're going to war. 
Mm-hmm. And we prepare our bodies to go through war, son. Every mm-hmm. day you practice boom, 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 and then Saturday you go to war. Right. You wake up, you rest Sunday, you do it all up like we are warriors. Right. Warriors. You didn't put all this work in just to lose a game on a sun on a on a Saturday and Sunday and stuff. Yeah, you know? not at all. Yeah, yeah, man. No, that's that's dope, man. You know, and that and that's exactly what I believe in as well, man. You know, like you got like I've heard coaching, you know what I'm saying? You heard I I've heard kids say, man, I lost, I lost, I lost a spot, right, on the football field, man. I'm you know, I'm I'm not good at that spot. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm not good at that spot. You know, I've heard, you know what I'm saying, I failed a math test. Shoot, man, you know what I'm saying? I heard I've heard kids say, you know, that I failed a math test. You know, maybe I'm just not good at math and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and so that's not that growth, that growth mindset. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's more that fixed mindset though. That's not that dog, you know, you know what I'm saying? But we gotta we definitely gotta keep encouraging, you know what I'm saying, the youth and stuff to kind of bring that out of them because because they probably it's about exposure, exposing them to that, you know what I'm saying, and stuff, you know. And so, you know, I've seen kids that that have that, but if you put them in that sport, man, mm-hmm. you you don't even have to as an adult. I realize, you know, I put my son in football. I realize, man, I don't even have to, I don't even have to focus in on that growth mindset with them because the other kids are competitive, right? <laughs> so, you know, so it's a different beast. You know, when they looking at dad, they're like, man, it's just dad telling them. Tell yeah. them, man, you know, again and again, man, like, man, all right, man, dad, you know, that's, that's what's up. You, know, <laughs> you got to get fast. You got to be strong. I got to be faster than this dude. All right. You know, but right. I, what I realize is that, you know, that putting them around the other kids and stuff, right. You know, shoot, okay. as a, even as a young kid, right. My youngest son, uh, he's two years old, you know, looking at him, you put them around, when you put them kids around other kids and stuff, they're like, man, I can't sit here and let you learn all these words. <laughs> and I'm not all these words, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And take it to another level. Right. Sports and stuff. I can't let you be the fastest person. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to be faster. Even if I don't ever get fast, I'm going to keep giving. Shoot, they talk about, you know, your fights, man. Who hasn't gotten a fight? You know what I'm saying? Majority right. of people got a fight when they was younger and stuff. Uh-huh. And you get into a little little, little scuffle or whatever, a little fight. Yeah. With if you lose... You know, say the dog with Tali says, "I will, I will keep coming at you until <laughs> I, I, I need this. I need, I need this. this. Exactly. You have a problem. You have you, you might as well just fake like I knocked you out because you have a problem until it happens. You know? For real, you might as well. <laughs> I'm coming back, and I'm coming back again. I'm coming <laughs> back until until I win. <laughs> you know, I saw. Uh, I don't know if you saw this YouTube video, man, from uh from Will Smith. Uh huh. You know and he was talking about. He was talking about being on a treadmill. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you saw that joint, man? Man, if you ain't see, if y'all didn't see that audience, man, you gotta look at that that one. But you know, uh, but but if you if you look at that YouTube video, man, Will Smith was talking about that treadmill. He's like, man, if I'm on a treadmill and I'm next to somebody on a treadmill and stuff, this is how competitive, you know, so this is that that dog mindset. He's like, yeah. either either you're going to lose against me. Or I'm gonna die on this treadmill trying to beat you, and so you know, say that that's that's right? You know, saying so, yeah, man. You know, so so when I talk about the kids, you know, what I'm saying, what's your thoughts, man? Or how do we how do we get that dog mentality in the kids, man? Because you know, we're we're at the stage where some people are like, hey, man. I, to be honest, there's some people in this world that may not ever get that mentality, right? You know, what I'm saying there's some people that may not, right? Everybody can get it. Like you said, everybody has it in them. Mm-hmm. 
there's some people that may not some people that are already stuck in their ways whatever right. that may be right. and you know but there's a whole nother generation out there right those these youngins out here man that that are sitting there trying to figure things out yeah. you know man? how do we how do i mean what's your thoughts on how to get them that dog mentality before anything man honestly and i like i said I always say i can only speak from what i know I feel like we have to cultivate it, right? Like we have to cultivate the mindset within the, the the children or the youth. And the way I do it is the hill, like my workouts, because I feel like no matter whether you're working out, it don't matter what you're working out for. It's the the ability when your body says no. Mm-hmm. To take your mind and override the pain that you're going through to force you to know that you have more in the tank than you thought you did. Right. And I feel like because it worked for me, because I, I ain't gonna hold you. So I grinded. Well, I put the work in from high school to my professional career. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment in time when I was going through chemo and I was like, Oh, I guess I'm not who I thought I was. Like honestly, I like, got to a point where I was like, "Yo, maybe I'm not this guy. That, like, maybe I'm not a dog." Like, cause it got so like scary, mm-hmm. bro. Like the way I felt, what I was hearing. Like, I almost let the noise become louder than my truth. Mm-hmm. And so, I believe the grind, like every every workout that I put in, like the throwing up, the getting back up. The, the, the pain, the fighting through the pain and realizing once I fight through the pain and it's over, I feel better and I'm stronger. So the next time I come out there, I can do this workout and not throw up and not be in pain. I feel like that created the mindset within me when the moment came and I gave up. Mm-hmm. My body was like, yo, it's a wrap. I promise you, young. It wasn't me that said, get up. Yeah. It was voice on the inside was like yo what you doing right like this ain't what this ain't what we do we don't quit and then i just kept going back to like my process mm-hmm. and, and the small wins like i started out the slowest kid you remember in pepper mill dog i was slow <laughs> i started out the slowest kid slowest kid on my team in pepper mill in 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 high school and then mm-hmm. i I put in the work my junior year and my senior year, and I became one of the fastest kids on my team. So, like, the work that I put in yeah. got me the results. But it took some hell to go through to get the results. Right. And with that mindset, I realized, like, yo, I can go through hell and get better, but I just can't stop when yeah. it gets hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't fall, but I just got to get back up. And that's what it was. Like, when I fell, when I fell, the human the spirit, like the mindset was like, nah, like you can have your pity party, but we gonna finish. Yeah. We like that is what that's what I do to help these youngers understand that they can do whatever they want in life as long as they put their mind to it and they believe it. I put them through hell. Yeah. On the hill. I put them through hell and I break them. Like they cried, like tears. And I don't feel sorry for them because I know what it's gonna make out of. Like now, there is a health. Thing. Like I, I, I understand what you're saying. When I be like, "Yo, yeah, you're done," but the tears, the yells, the breaking, the falling out—it means nothing because I just want to get you to a point where you have nothing left anyway. 
And right. then once you feel like, oh, I can't go no further, and then you start going harder than your very first rep. Now you realize, mm -hmm. like, yo, how did I do that? And yeah. then the more you do it, like, we do it every week, and I just, like, keep pushing myself to new heights. Like, it starts to develop on its own, and I see it. And it's a beautiful sight. I don't know if you've seen my videos, like, when I start. All like, of them, bro. I mean, I mean <laughs> like, dog, because what, what it doesn't show all the time is the breaking point. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, and they fall out, and they break. Yeah. And I start barking at them like, come on, dog. Like, you really want what you said you want? And then they right. start talking to themselves. And then you, I can see it. And it's growing. And then they start believing. And then once, no, once you believe, it's a wrap. And once yeah. you believe, you that dude, you the top dog, whatever you want in life. Once you believe it's yours, it's going to happen. Like, you, right. it's like you start attracting what belongs to you. Yeah. You have to believe it. So the dogs in life, the Michael Jordans, the Michael Hills, the Kobe Bryant's like you like they believed it and then they attracted it and that right. and then that's what you become so I like the way I do it I'm gonna push through some hell and I'm gonna find out what you really made of and then right. once you see and it's, it's funny because once they start seeing the videos they want to come out because they think it's cute they think it's all sweet and stuff yeah, yeah, <laughs> like real dogs out there that's, <laughs> that's why I say it's you versus you because the only one in your way is you so right. when you're hurting, it's not me that's telling you to stop. It's your body. It's your weak. The weakness, the body is so weak. The mm -hmm. weakness is telling you to stop, to quit. But the mind is what we have to control. So when they come out there and they see these dudes going to war with themselves, like, because we're not competing. Like, you're really competing against yourself once you get to your breaking point. Once right. they see that, law of environment, you know what I'm saying? Then they get exposed to it. they like, oh, this is, this is different. And mm -hmm. then either they come back or they don't and right. I can't, I'm not going to beg you to become who you need to become because right now I'm just like if you want it and that's the thing about the dog too like if you want it bad enough yeah that's a different level because now you're talking about and sorry to cut you off man but it, now you're talking about is 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 you versus you mm. you know what I'm saying like 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 that that right there speaks volumes because so many people talk about like it's the different levels you go good you get you got people rooting for you uh -huh. and things like that and all that stuff yeah. 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 all the dog mentality it's you versus you it's like well you know all right nobody's there anymore you know what i'm saying you on the island by yourself Hello. You know, what are you going to do to get to that next level like this is that like that's a whole different beast because nobody reaches that point yet you can get good you can get great you know what i'm saying but when you say i'm i'm already i'm up there i passed good i passed great you know what i'm saying or you know i've, I've gone through these trials and tribulations or whatever it is you know what i'm saying when you're on that island by yourself mm -hmm. you know nobody can sit there and pat you on the back nobody can sit there and be like come on man i got your back and stuff you know what i'm saying like that's a that's a different uh mindset that you gotta have and stuff to do it by yourself, bro. You know? When I tell you, like in the beginning, I was depending on my mom's prayers, my right. church, my grandmother, like all my prayer warriors. I'm like, where they at? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Calling them up. I'm reading all these scriptures and da, da da da. And then eventually, I'm like, yo, they could pray all they want. Yeah. If you don't believe, it don't matter. Right. So it really became a war within. And I'm like, dog, I'm not dying. Right. And then once I like 
started speaking that, like I stopped, I stopped, not gonna say I stopped praying, I stopped praying, I stopped reading all these scriptures. I stopped, like I just started trusting. And I was right. like, look, dog, if you are who you say you are, I'm gonna trust you and I'm gonna go to war right here. Right. Like I ain't doing no more works, I ain't reading, I ain't doing none of that. Right. I'm gonna go to war right here and I'm gonna win this battle. I'm just not gonna quit. And once I realized that I had to get out of my own way, stop thinking about how long, stop thinking about how, how much it hurt, and just think about like the future and how I saw myself and thinking about like come, walking out of the hospital and hearing the words. Mm -hmm. there is no, like you gotta dog, you have to see your future, you have to think it up. Use your imagination. You have to create your future with your mouth and your words. And once I started getting that, yeah, like the soft, the soft version of myself had to get out of the way. Right, right. <laughs> you couldn't even tame you anymore. You can't. Yeah, I, like, I wasn't gonna listen to the pain no more. Like that's right. that's it's, it's irrelevant. Right. That's the thing, though. Once your why is big enough, and my why was living, like the pain is irrelevant. Like I, yeah. I'm gonna grieve tomorrow. That's why mm -hmm. I talk about one more. Like I got another one. Like you say it's not working. Hey, I got another day in me though. So what's gonna happen if I just keep having another day? Right. You going nowhere, dog? Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, man. Look, I I ain't even gonna hold you no more, man. But you've been inspirational, man. I'm about to go around like a no lie. I'm about to push up something. Dog. <laughs> you gotta be hyped, man. You know, but. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna hold everybody or the audience, man. Thank you for tuning in. And I always end with a dope like nugget, dope data nugget or something, you know. But right now, man, you know, I want to leave it up to to Mike to uh end with a gem or something, man, you know, and, and what what you want to talk tell the audience, man. You know, my my take on this is don't skip the process. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I did a post, you know, about skipping the process and stuff, making sure you don't skip that process, but you just really like highlighted the reason why and stuff, you know, and and you see that we're not the audience is seeing that we're not born with this whole with this mindset, right? You know, it's not in it's not a part of our genetics majority of the time, you know what I'm saying? And stuff and 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 we don't just inherit it, you know, but uh uh but but it's something that you 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 experience in life and stuff, or it's just a it's it's a switch that you gotta turn on. Uh -huh. You know, when you get to that point where you need to turn it on and stuff, it's that switch, man. You gotta turn on and stuff, man. So you know what do you what do you have, man, to say to the audience and stuff, man? Um, the 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 main thing, and I, you know, I'm I'm big on life now, like just being a dog at life. And the main thing, no matter what your dreams are, no matter what you're going through, you have to hold your truth to the highest standard. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, no matter the facts. No matter what you hear, no matter what somebody else has been through, no matter what anybody else says, your truth has to be stronger than the facts. The truth has to trump the facts. And as long as your truth, like you hold your truth there and you believe in your truth, no matter the noise, you will have whatever it is you want out of life. The facts are, and it's funny because we tend to look at another man or woman's experiences and we accept them as our own like just mm -hmm. because it was hard for them doesn't mean it has to be hard for you just because they didn't right. make it doesn't mean you can't make it what happens to the person who invented the light bulb like right <laughs> like it wasn't here before 
So <laughs> things, like things are meant to be done for the first time. Mm-hmm. So why not you do it for the first time? I don't know. I think they said it was. And here's a. I'm sorry. I'm going. Here's another one. Once you once you see something has been done before, you realize it's possible. Mm-hmm. I need you to be the possible. Mm. You might be the first one to do it. And hey, else need you to do it. You're right. You You're have right. to be the possible for somebody else to look at and be like, "I'm gonna be okay." Yeah, that's a bar. That's a bar right there. <laughs> hey, we gonna end with that, man. Hey, look, yeah. man, I, I appreciate you, man. And uh, man, your your story is dope, man. You know, like like how you was able to make it through what you went through, man. You know, somebody out there can connect, man. You know, and they can use this. It doesn't have to be cancer. You know, it doesn't. It can be anything in the world. Right. they going through you know what i'm saying to to develop that that dog mindset and understand that level you know what i'm saying thank you all for listening man and as always you've been listening to the data's my science podcast this is the this is the mindset hack man and, and this dude just probably blew your mind man you know what i'm saying with with his story and his growth mindset that he has and uh you know i appreciate i appreciate you mike man thank you for being on the podcast mm-hmm. uh how, how do they join that dog culture man you know how do they like, like, how did they reach out to you to see, you know what I'm saying? How can they, can, how can they uh, be a part of that, that mindset, that dog culture? I know you got a whole vetting system, man. You know, my son ain't make it yet, but he'll make it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 30 years old. You yeah. Know? But yeah. You know, how, how do they join, man? How can they reach you? Just reach out to me. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at dog underscore culture. That's my, that's the company page. Uh, my personal page is gun dog CEO. G-U-N-N-D-A-W-G-C-E-O. And on Facebook, Michael Hill and then Dog Culture LLC. Um, yeah, so those those are my... And follow my YouTube channel. Look, I'm dropping like 30 videos a day on YouTube and I don't got one view, so I'm trying to figure out how to get Oh, this. yeah, man. Let's link up on that because I ain't got I don't got that crazy amount of views, but what, what's the YouTube channel at today? Dog Culture. Okay. Yeah, just type in Dog Culture YouTube. All right, all right. The content is up. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. You know, but yeah, again, I appreciate you being on, man. You know, uh, man, you got the paraphernalia and everything too, man. So they out mm-hmm. there. If y'all want to be, y'all can't be playing though, man. Y'all can't be out there talking about some. I'm a dog too, I'm a dog, but he's serious about this, man. You know, if yeah. you're really about that life, man. You know, what I'm saying, reach out to him and stuff. You know, but as always, man, you can reach me at Mr. Dapper Data. Uh, that's at uh, M-R-D-A-P-P-E-R-D-A-T-A um, on all the social media platforms. Keep an eye out for my website that's launching www.mrdapperdata.com. Log into that and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'll also be speaking at a conference and, and y'all can uh, tune into that. I'll send that out, man. But thanks. Thanks again, Mike. I appreciate it, man. You know, and uh, dogculture.com too. Dogculture.com. Y'all, y'all hear that, man. Let me put that out there real quick. Yeah. Dogculture.com. Bam. Amen. All right, man. Well, all right. Talk to y'all later. Thanks again, Mike, for being on the podcast. Talk to you later. Oh, uh, bro. Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion with your host, Dapper Data.